It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast, presented by Fetch Me Home Delivery. Use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free. Zach Blackerby and Michael Papp is here with you. Michael, today is the day, the one day a year where fax machines remain relevant and still a part of quote unquote modern technology. Very important. Big day for Auburn. I hope your fax machine is working. Uh, I don't think I've ever used a fax machine. I'm not going to lie to you. Not going to lie to you. All right, so... I think I have. A very exciting day for uh, for Auburn football. So just kind of looking at... Looking at uh, Auburn's class moving forward. I mean, Auburn got all the guys that they thought they were going to get and then some. And so just kind of going... In order as the day has gone on today, at, um, at 5.59 a.m., which is a minute before they're allowed to come in, Auburn got its first LOI, and it was from the number one JUCO offensive tackle in the country. Uh, Killian Zaire, I believe is how, uh, how you pronounce it. It may be Zerzer, Z-I-E-R-E-R. And um, obviously that is a position need that Auburn needs right away. And he's the number one JUCO player in the country. You assume he's a starter. So I think Auburn has one of its pieces starting on the offensive line as of 6 a.m. this morning. So that's a guy that... 5.59. You're right. Someone's someone's clock must have been fast. Maybe so. Or maybe they assumed the facts would take a few minutes to get there. Maybe it got there quicker than they thought. I don't know. Um, And then uh, the next person for Auburn to receive their LOI, Avery Jernigan, Another offensive lineman. There's going to be a lot of offensive linemen today. And I believe they are looking at Avery Jernigan as a tackle. The next guy was a three-star offensive guard, Tate Johnson. A lot of excitement when Auburn uh, earned his commitment a few months ago. And then, hey, What stars were the first two guys? Um, I, think, I think all the JUCO guys were three stars. And then I think Avery Jernigan, Avery Jernigan was a three-star as well. Do they... Uh... Do they get a knock from being JUCO? Like, do they get fewer stars because they're JUCO? Well, it seems like the number one JUCO guy, like, it's very rarely a, a five-star. So I, I don't know if they get a knock. I just think it's the... Is it age? Because they have less... Um, yeah, it's like the, the the potential. It's probably less potential there, right? As far as mm-hmm. growth, the, the, the floor may be higher, but the ceiling may be lower. Maybe that's the argument there. I'm not sure. They can't play as long, so you knock a star off for that? Yeah, less value to, you know... Your program doesn't get as better, get as much better as the other. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. This is the one day a year I follow recruiting, and it always kind of bites me. Every me year too. when I'm doing this show, I'm like, I'm gonna follow it more next year. I just, I, I just have a hard time. I know it's important. It's important to the development of a program. It's just the the whole concept of it's a little weird to me. But all right, um, then r- wrapping up the first hour this morning for Auburn. They got the LOI for four-star wide receiver Kobe Hudson. 
And this is a guy, uh, he's a receiver, very athletic, got a lot of burst. And he was a guy, it seems like he's been committed to Auburn for a while. And I think when he committed, he may have been one of the first members of the class. And I think he was just a three-star at the time. And then other folks started paying attention to him and watching his tape. And he had a really strong, you know, I think a junior year when he was committed to Auburn, then a senior year. And a lot of stats, a lot of, uh, lot of productivity. And I think he got that four-star. A lot of other people started offering him. He's like, no, I'm good. I'm, good. I'm going with the guys that gave, you know, gave me a call before all you other guys did. So that, that helped Gus Malzahn and the Tigers. Um, Auburn received the LOI for three-star wide receiver Elijah Canyon um, at 7-10 this morning. Then Jeremiah Wright, a three-star offensive lineman. Wesley Steiner, a four-star linebacker. And then Marco Damio, a four-star corner. And that was all before 8 a.m. this morning. Yeah, so I woke up at like 7.30 this morning, um, which I believe was right after... Damio and uh, the guy you said before him, the linebacker. And people were really, really hyped up about this linebacker that's coming in. Him and he, they're really excited about him in general. And then the pairing potential with him and Papo, just the athleticism that those two guys have is off the charts. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, this morning, all over Twitter, the, the guys who follow recruiting much more closely than Zach and I do were saying that. What, Heiner? Is that his name? Steiner. Steiner. Wesley Steiner, the four-star yeah. linebacker. Wesley Steiner posted a higher spark score than um, than Owen Papo did, which means, and I guess the spark score is basically an athleticism test. Yeah. And so this guy is like insane, an insane athlete that we're getting to come in and play linebacker. Yeah. And so going into today, there were five guys that were um, – Auburn was kind of waiting to see. They were kind of in the running for. And so you look at it, and the first one was at 8 o'clock this morning. And so at 8.10, four-star tight end, Jeremiah Pegues of Oxford, Mississippi. He committed to Auburn over Alabama. And so just reading about this guy, it seems like he was committed as an athlete. Some places pursued him as a defensive end. And just looking at him, I lived on the Auburn undercover board today, and Keith Niebuhr, who I think is the best in the business, there were a lot of folks saying, like, I, I think he's a defensive end. I think he's a defensive end. And Keith came in. It's like, no, Gus Malzahn recruited this guy, and he wants him to play tight end. The guy's being – he's a tight end. And so that's um, – I guess that's exciting. You know, there's uh, that's, that's kind of a guy that a lot of – or kind of a position that a lot of folks were – are kind of begging Auburn to get involved. And so he's um, – that's, that's a guy that is going to have the, um, the potential to, to do something. And a lot of these recruits – and schools and stuff will tweet out like graphics, like cool little graphics about them going to a school or whatever, you know? Yeah. Very rarely in those things does anything really be like, oh, wow, this guy is massive. Yeah. Uh, Jeremiah Piggies, he's 6'3, 285. Yeah. He, <laughs> what? Like in his, everything was like, yeah, he's an athlete, he's an athlete, he's an athlete. And then it like, I saw that, that, uh, that graphic, and I was like, "This guy's an athlete. Like, what positions was he playing?" Yeah, because so usually, he was playing, I assume he was playing just kind of a, a bigger wide receiver role at the high school level. I mean, but and then, yeah, he was because uh, usually athletes are like guys that they don't know if they're going to play defensive back or wide receiver or running back or quarterback. This guy or, was closer to the line. Oh of my gosh, yeah. it was just 
I was like, this guy's huge. So that really started the the day off for Auburn. I mean, one of those oh, yeah. five that um that were they went were there. into the town where Ole Miss is and plucked a guy that Alabama was also after. I mean, that's that's absolutely incredible. That, that's enough right there. Yeah. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Uh, the the quarterback in this class is Chayil Garnett. Um, he's a dual threat guy. He's 6'1", 205. He is a three star according to two four seven, and so that was uh, that was expected. I'm assuming he's a bridge guy between Bo Nix and maybe whoever else is is after him. Uh, they've got a guy McLaughlin in the next class that I think they want to be the guy after Bo. So we'll see. We'll see. You know how how Garnett plays in. Daniel Foster Allen, a three-star defensive end. I think he's been committed for a minute, so he um, he became official this morning. Four-star linebacker Cameron Riley. I mean, Auburn's defensive cl- signing class <laughs> today has been awesome. So Cameron Riley, this is an outside linebacker, six three and a half, two oh seven, four-star guy. He's um, the thirteenth player in Alabama and the twenty-third rated outside linebacker in the country. So that's another guy. I mean, Travis Williams is hitting his stride, man. Oh, yeah. This, the defense is definitely reloading, not rebuilding. Yeah, you're, you're right about that. And so, I mean, especially when you look at the linebacker situation, and it's not going anywhere. I mean, there's, there's a lot of turnover on the defense going into 2020. The, uh, the linebacking core is not, not one of those things that's going to be changing. All right, they started out the 9 o'clock hour today. They received the LOI for four-star safety Chris Thompson Jr. and and this is a guy that a lot of people were excited about. So guy he, from Texas, right? Yep, Duncanville, Texas. Do you know where that is? No. I know. I know. I'm sure there's a bunch of places no. similar to that in Texas. Just curious. Just curious. Four star linebacker Desmond Tisdall of uh, he goes to Wilcox County in Georgia. It was down to Auburn and Tennessee, and Auburn landed him. And so that's that was really the that was the second of the five battles that Auburn was still in going into today. So they started out the day two and zero, and got a got a solid four star tight end, and then they got a solid four star linebacker. And one they beat Alabama, and then the other they beat Tennessee. So that's um, that's and that Tennessee one might not sound like a lot, but or might not sound like that big of a deal. But Jeremy Pruitt has they've, been, they've been recruiting, recruiting well. incredibly well. Mm-hmm. You're right about that. And then uh, also um, during the nine o'clock hour, okay. So they officially received um, the LOI from tight end Jeremy uh, Jeremiah Pegues, um at around nine thirty. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And then Ladarius Tennyson, the four-star safety. Uh, also in the 9 o'clock hour, four-star defensive end, Zacavius Walker. 
I mean, this is just a solid class. And then at 10.07, probably the guy that has generated the most conversation and most excitement, five-star running back, Tank Bigsby, a guy that you know, you've talked about it on the show before, about how much of a role that you expect him to play next year. You're not alone in that. And he's going to be a guy that he's, gonna, he's, he's got a chance to be a star in the SEC with what Malzana's done with talented running backs. Yeah, absolutely. He sh- he's the number one running back in the country, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, it- it's a huge get by Gus Malzahn. That's and Cadillac Williams. I mean, this is a, a a guy who could be a program changer for years. I mean, yeah, I can't wait to see what he does here. Uh, Zavian Capers, the four star wide receiver. Auburn uh, also received the LOI this morning for three star offensive tackle Brendan Coffey. Uh, another four-star wide receiver, J.J. Evans. And then the next, uh, there were two more that have happened so far. The, the fifth battle that, that we uh, went into today, not knowing if Auburn was going to win, happens at, at 3 o'clock, which is after our recording time here. So we'll, we'll be able to report on everything but that one. But at noon today, Dallas Walker, He's a, a defensive tackle. It was down between uh, Auburn and Texas A&M, and he was an Aggies commit, but Auburn kind of gained some traction late. Um, he ended up staying steady with A&M. But at noon, Romello Height, the Buck linebacker, he's been a Miami commit for a while. And you know he tweeted out that he was 1,000% committed and that Miami was his dream offer. And like I think it was like four weeks or six weeks after tweeting that, he switched to Auburn on a on national signing day. So Auburn, that, I think that's the biggest win of the day, in my opinion, was getting four-star Buck linebacker Romello Height. And interestingly enough, his last name is Height, and he is six five, and he is a monster. He is a monster. I mean, the 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 chatter and the hype that this guy is getting on on all the message boards and folks that really know they're recruiting. This is um, I mean, this guy is six five two sixteen. And I said he's a four-star. He's, he's a three-star. But, I mean, just as far as a pure pass rusher goes, I think he's got a chance to play a little bit next year. Going to have to put some weight on that frame. I mean, how, how skinny is that guy? Good Lord, 6'5", 215? You know they love that, though. You know they see that as a canvas. You oh know what gosh. I mean? Yeah, no, of, of the issues you could have with an incoming <laughs> freshman, needs to gain weight is like the uh, – On a 6'5 frame? Yeah. Are you kidding me? And so that's really been the gist of it so far. That's That's been the gist of today. And like I said, most of those guys, Auburn knew they were getting going into the day. But with the addition of those three guys, I mean, Auburn has had a fantastic day with Jeremiah Pegues and um, Desmond Tisdall and Romello Height. And, you know, reasons like this is why I can't urge you more than I possibly can or am right now is you need to sign up for a subscription to Auburn Undercover because Marcelo and Keith Niebuhr, they do this job better than anyone else. And once again, later today, if you're listening to this after 3 o'clock, there may be more good news. Eric Reed uh, of Shreveport, Louisiana, he is picking between Auburn or Georgia, and Auburn has picked up some late traction, so I'll just kind of keep an eye out for that. So looking at who is coming in to Auburn for uh, to enroll in January, Really fast before we switch. Okay. Right now, like you said, there's one left. Three and one on National Signing Day for, for guys you're in battles with. I you mean, can, that's, You take that every that's year. A, that's an incredible day. Mm-hmm. So guys that are going to be enrolling early. Tank Bigsby, of course, the running back. Kobe Hudson, the wide receiver. Zakevious Walker, the defensive end. 
Ladarius Tennyson, the safety, Chris Thompson Jr., the safety, Marco Damio, the corner, Avery Jernigan, the center, Killian Zaire, the offensive tackle, Tate Johnson, the guard, and Chael Garnett, the quarterback. And um, looking at who, so it looks like Kobe Hudson is going to be taking part in bowl practices today. Wow. I didn't know you could do that, but apparently that's a thing. Well, this semester, I mean, Auburn's semester's over. If he's graduated high school and he's enrolling in the spring, he's probably already enrolled, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're listening to this and you're uh, you're big into recruiting, you're probably cringing so hard. Yeah, so, you probably hate us. Yeah. That's just, it's not my thing. I just have a hard time following it. I, I just, but now that they are here, I think it's worth looking at. And so... That'll be something that we'll have some fun with over the summer and over the offseason, getting to know these guys as best we can. And uh, the beat writers always do a great job doing features on these individual guys at AL.com. When SEC Country was a thing, they did a great job with that. But Auburn Undercover will put some stuff out. And we'll just, we'll just kind of take some time to get to know these guys. and Because I think there's a few of these guys that Auburn's going to get to know really well in 2020. But, I mean, when you look at the 2021 season, especially on defense, I bet a lot of these guys become studs. Real quick, real quick, and just looking and that, at that. Could, sorry to interrupt no, you, but that ahead. could have been a big draw for a lot of these guys. Is that Auburn's defense moving into next season has to replace their entire secondary, mm-hmm. most likely has to replace you know very key pieces on the defensive line, and this this is you know the defensive players are coming into a situation where they could see playing time as a freshman, and they know Kevin Seal's not afraid to play freshman. Even if it's not in a starting role, we can look back to to Smoke Monday when he he got playing time last year. Yeah, um, guys on the defensive line like Derek Hall have gotten playing time this Rod, season. Rodney Garner will play eleven defensive linemen in the game. He doesn't care. Yeah, you know, and I, and I think he actually prefers it just because you keep guys so fresh. And Owen Papo was a starter all season. Yeah. So. Yeah, and you look at all those linebackers, and Auburn's not really losing anything at the linebacking core next year going into twenty twenty that we know of yet. I guess technically KJ Britt could go. Is he, he's the only one that could go, right? Owen Papo couldn't. Well, like Wooten theoretically could. I mean, they're juniors, but Britt is the only one that you would think might. I just don't think he's going anywhere. But you're right, he could. He could. And if, if he did, I'm sure he would wait until after the Outback Bowl to announce. But, I mean, regardless, though, as far as real playing time, you need more than, more than just Britt to leave for you yeah. to get real playing time if you're a freshman coming in. So... I think the selling point is like, all right, when you when you were a sophomore, you have a chance to be a real contributor, and that's the kind of the way it works. And I, I remember being in the press conference when they were talking about replacing Carl Lawson and Montrevious Adams, and it's a similar situation now with Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson. It's like, all right, if we're just now asking that question, it's too late. Yeah, and so these guys aren't meant to be guys to come in and, and fill a role this year. Unless you talk about JUCO guys, you know, I mean, I, I think bringing in JUCO tackles is, is a different story. But for the freshmen, and they brought in three JUCO offensive linemen, correct? I think so. And they're like three of the top-rated JUCO offensive linemen, and, and that's another testament to you know this coaching staff. They got in a situation where they needed to bring in guys to play offensive line because they were. Uh, lacking at that position and they moved Tega over they bring Mm -hmm. in Driscoll from UMass they and then since then they've put a real emphasis on recruiting the offensive line both for play now and 
play in the future. And this was the biggest offensive line class in Gus Malzahn's tenure, if I'm not mistaken. They got like five or six offensive linemen. Well, and and that was that's been the biggest that's been the biggest um, argument against Malzahn's recruiting has been exactly that. And so now, when you look at what he's been able to do today. It's gonna it's gonna help him. Uh, I think so. And you probably could point at the fact that he hasn't been able to recruit guys in the past at offensive line and it's gotten so bad. It's like, hey, you can play and you can make a difference here if you wanna if you wanna come to Auburn. So I'm sure that's had something to do with that. So whatever gets him on campus, man. At, at this point, you're uh, you're absolutely right. So Looking at it right now, when you look at the team rankings, ESPN, I believe, has Auburn at 5. 247 has Auburn at 11. And I believe I believe Rivals had them at 7, last I checked. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of on par with where Malzahn has been since he's been a head coach. Um, you know, around that 8 to 12 range is kind of where it's been, you know, hovering around 10. And that's, that's on par. And I think if you have the first, second, or third recruiting class, it's a big thing. But there's not a big difference from 5 to 12. And, we, and we've seen Malzahn be able to develop talent. I know that was a big thing. A big anti-Malzahn group was like, no, he can't develop talent. I'm not buying that anymore. Because he put a bunch of guys in the league last year. And there's about to be a bunch of guys going in the league this year. So I'm not buying that anymore. I think he has hit his stride as far as bringing in talent consistently top 10, top 12 classes, depending on what metric you want to look at. But there is talent there. And once again, the anti-Malzahn group will say, yeah, he may be you know, in the top 10 recruiting, but he's fourth or fifth in the conference. And while that's true, according to all these metrics, those teams that are in front of him, Texas A&M, he beat them. Georgia, had a hard time beating them. But Alabama, and so, I mean, he, he's, been, he's won two out of three the past two years, or past three years with that. So, I think he's got a shot. I, th- I think I think this continues the the projectile of you know he's he's getting things done and Auburn's growing as a program. Yeah, I completely agree. Until the schools that are you know technically out recruiting them are consistently beating them on the field, then I'll then I'll be kind of worried. Yeah, but there also is a lot of subjectivity to. Uh, Recruiting rankings, you know. There's, there's no question about it. There's no question about it. And, you know, a four-star corner, as far as recruiting goes in these rankings, is just as valuable as a four-star defensive end. But I think if you watch football and you watch how, you know, mm-hmm. games unfold on Saturdays, that defensive end that's taken over on third down is a little bit more important. Yeah, that's true. And you also get in situations where, you know, like you said about we, the player earlier who – was a three-star when Auburn offered him, and he committed. And Kobe then he, Hudson, yeah. He earned his fourth star. Uh, not infrequently in recruiting, we see guys get offered by big schools like Clemson and Alabama and Florida and, and Georgia, and then these recruiting analysts or whomever take a look at them and are like, huh, maybe the coaches see something we don't, and we should bump that guy up. Well, that, I mean, that's, that's the thing. You know, whenever Alabama offers a guy, they always get an extra star. I mean, that's just kind of how it is. So – uh, don't don't look at the stars. If they're if they're if you're if you have doubt on a player, Google their name and see if they have a huddle page and mm-hmm. watch them. And I bet I bet nine times out of ten you watch the kid and you're like, oh, this guy's pretty good. This guy's pretty good. Michael, where are you on Twitter, bud? Follow me on Twitter at Couch Potato. 
And uh, follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. Tweet at us and tweet at the show at Locked on Auburn or send us an email, LockedOnAuburn at gmail.com. Uh, your thoughts on this signing class? You know, are, are there guys that you're excited about? I know there are. Out, outside of Tank. outside Because we've been talking about Tank for a long time. Also, you can give us a call at 205-502-4285. Appreciate you hanging out with me, Michael. It's a huge day today, Zach. It's huge big. Day. It's big for Auburn. And uh, we'll talk about all this uh, and some more things. We'll probably go more bowl-heavy on the show tomorrow. But this has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn Podcast. Sorry, I don't know recruiting. I'm so sorry. the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.